0: Welcome to Jury Duty, I'm your host, carrie Tholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and in the alternative, because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we heard the testimony of state's witness, Officer John Wurtenberg, who was the second officer to arrive at the scene of the canarek shooting. In this installment, we begin our examination of the testimony of Detective Brian Bailey, who investigated the shooting for the Morris County Sheriff's Office. That's all coming up right after the break. After Officer John Wurttemberg leaves the stand, Judge Stephen Taylor invites Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn to proceed with his case. All right, Mr. Shellhorn, call your next witness, please. Your
1: Honor, the state will call Detective Brian
0: Bailey. Detective Bailey appears to be in his 30s with a stocky build. His hair, mustache, and beard are uniformly trimmed to about a quarter of an inch, except on the top of his head, where his hair is just long enough that he can part it. He wears a space blue suit with a matching tie and a powder blue shirt. Since August of 2021, Bailey has worked for the prosecutor's office in Somerset County, New Jersey. But prior to that, he worked for four and a half years with the crime scene investigation section of the Morris County Sheriff's Office. After allowing Bailey to offer the jury some background on himself and to establish that he has both practical and teaching experience in crime scene processing, Shellhorn begins his questioning.
1: And I want to draw your attention back to August 7th of 2019. You were employed by the Morris County Sheriff's Office at that time? Yes. And you've mentioned the, the crime scene investigation section several times. Can you tell
2: the members of the jury basically
1: what the roles and responsibility of that unit is?
2: Yes. As a crime scene detective, our basic uh, responsibilities are to respond to numerous different crime scenes throughout Morris County. We are tasked with photographing and documenting the crime scene, whether it's through photographs, through a diagram, could potentially even be a 3D diagram. Also, with collecting evidence, documenting where the evidence is, collecting it, and processing the evidence. How does the
1: Morris County Sheriff's Office CSI unit typically become involved in an investigation?
2: Typically, they are called out by uh, either the town where the, the crime or incident could have occurred or by the prosecutor's office
1: now with respect to august 7 2019 were you involved in an investigation that occurred in washington township yes and did your involvement in that investigation happen differently than the process you just described yes can you tell the members of the jury how you came involved with that investigation
2: that day i was on my way to work at approximately two o'clock uh while on my way to work i live in a, a close neighboring town An alert came across the radio broadcast, uh, basically stating there was an active shooter in Washington Township. I then uh, responded to the scene, got the address through the through the uh, comm center, responded directly to the scene as a law enforcement officer.
1: When you say you responded as a law enforcement officer, are you a law enforcement officer when you work in the crime scene investigation unit? Yes. And so what was different about the way you were responding on that day versus when you would respond as a crime scene uh, investigating detective?
2: We weren't initially called out for a crime scene, but based off the broadcast, it's any responding officer in the nearby area, respond to help. Do you recall approximately what time you heard that on the radio? Approximately 2.13 in the afternoon. Now I
1: think you indicated, but but if you didn't, uh, are you aware whether that was at 411 West Mill Road in Washington Township?
2: It was at 411 West Mill Road, Washington Township. And uh, do you recall approximately what time you got to that scene? Approximately 2.30 in the afternoon. Had you ever been to that uh, location before? No. When you arrived, can you tell members of the jury what you saw first? When I arrived on scene, I saw numerous law enforcement officers from the Washington Township Police Department and also surrounding towns, uh, numerous emergency medical services. And when I pulled up to the driveway, I got out, I saw Mr. Barrison near the white trailer and Mr. Goodwin by one of the police cars. And Mrs. Kanrenik was being uploaded onto a stretcher. Did you know who all those people were before you arrived? No.
1: And are you familiar with them based on your involvement in the investigation? Based on my involvement with the investigation, yes. Now, you indicated that you saw an individual you just said was Michael Barrison. Yes. Do you see that person in court today? Yes. Could you identify that person for the record by an article of clothing they're wearing?
2: Uh, a white shirt.
1: Well, stipulate if have identify my body.
0: All right, very good. The witness has identified the defendant, Michael Barrison, for the record. Continue, Mr. Shellhorn.
1: Thank
2: you, Jeff. Now, you indicated that he was by
1: a white trailer.
2: Yes. Do you recall what he was wearing when you arrived? I do not recall exactly what he was wearing. I don't know if he was wearing his clothing at the time. Some of his articles of clothing were removed by uh, emergency medical services. Did you recover
1: during the course of processing the crime scene some of those items or articles of clothing? Yes. Were medical personnel actively uh, attending to the defendant? Yes. As well as to Mr. Goodwin? Yes. And I think you said uh, Ms. Kanarek as well? Yes. Uh, based
2: on, on that, by the time you arrived on the
1: scene, how would you describe it?
2: Uh, it was very hectic, being that the circumstances of the the situation There was a lot of people in and out of the scene and yes, I responded as a law enforcement officer, but being that I am crime scene minded, I did notice our direct scene, which was in that driveway area and started removing different personnel from that area that didn't need to be there. If they weren't tending to Mr. Verisone, Mr. Goodwin, um, they were removed from that direct area.
1: In a typical response to a crime scene or potential crime scene uh what do you do first when you get there
2: make sure the scene is secured. and why is that for the safety of any officer there and to make sure that our evidence is preserved and the scene is preserved to the best of its ability once a scene is secured what would be the role of csi and their assets Uh, photography is big also sketching like i said before Um, We're going to document the area and then start collecting evidence.
1: Is it fair to say in this particular case that you're familiar with the scene based on having processed it? Yes. Detective Bailey, the the jury has already seen this several times. This is S-389, but I do want to ask you some questions about it. What do you recognize S-389 to be a
2: diagram of? 411 West Mill Road is the driveway area and patio, back patio.
1: And are certain things that are shown on this diagram, do they reflect items of evidence or observations that you made while you were processing the scene. Yes. Now, you had indicated previously that when you first got on scene, you saw the defendant receiving medical treatment in the area of a white trailer. Yes. Do you see that area on this diagram?
2: Yes. Can you tell the jury where that is? Uh, It's towards the front of the bottom of the TV, all the way to the left or next to the, the pickup truck. On the bottom?
1: On the bottom. Where where it it says approximate location of suspect medical treatment? Oh, yes, yes. That's the arrow. Is that the area you're talking about? Yes, right there. And you indicated that Ms. Kanarak was also
2: receiving uh, medical treatment? Yes. Do you see that area where you observed that happening on this diagram? Yes, up by the table where it says approximate location of victim medical treatment. After you got on scene and had a chance to evaluate what the scene appeared to be, did you speak to anyone? I spoke to numerous members of the Washington Township Police Department. And why do you do that? To gather some facts relating to the case and where our potential direct scene may potentially be. That afternoon, you said that you responded to 411 West Mill Road,
1: and you think you arrived there perhaps around 2.30 or by 2.30? Yes. What was the weather like on the afternoon of August 7, 2019?
2: When I arrived, it was your typical clear summer day and within a half hour the started getting very cloudy and start opening up to a downpour. Do you recall approximately how long it downpour for? No. But it was around three o'clock in the afternoon, three oh five in the afternoon.
0: after guiding Detective Bailey to relate to the jury his immediate observations upon arriving at the shooting scene. Prosecutor Shellhorn moves on to ask the detective about the number of Washington Township investigatory personnel at the scene and specifically his responsibilities as a member of that team.
1: Did other members of the crime scene investigation unit participate in the investigation? Yes. And do you recall approximately how many individuals were were participating pretty much the entire unit at the time. Do
0: uh, how, how large was the unit at the time?
1: Nine detectives, I believe. Are there different roles assigned or responsibilities assigned to the di- different detectives?
2: Yes. How's that determined? Uh, basically, uh, typically it's with a sergeant. Um, when the sergeant comes out from the, the particular unit that day, it was a, a corporal. He uh, assigned all the other detectives basically their their job roles for the investigation. What was your assignment with this particular investigation? I was the lead crime scene detective. um, So I was tasked with the photographs and evidence collection for the case and monitoring the entire case. What was your understanding about the
1: size of the property uh, where you were? It was a very large property. Now you just mentioned um, taking photographs at a scene. Can you describe that process
2: for the members of the jury? Uh, We start by taking overall photographs. So in this case, overall photographs of our direct scene in the house then we start working our way in to kind of close it down with mid-range and close-up photographs of different potential evidence um and then we start collecting evidence and you'll see a a close-up of the item in a bag that we
1: collected what would be the reason for taking those what you call overall photos and then
2: the mid-range photos uh it's going to show us reference points as to where they're collected from Um, so we're going to kind of work our way in um, using different reference points whether it's a house uh, an evidence marker or another piece of evidence. We're going to use that to kind of work our way in and reference different items
1: Now you indicated that it started uh, Raining that afternoon around 3 o'clock or 305. Yes When did you ultimately begin your overall processing of the scene in
2: terms of your full documentation foot, photography and evidence collection um, When it started raining, I saw raindrops coming I realized I needed to load up a camera so we can act accurately depict the scene and we can document what the actual scene is. And during my course of photographing, it, the rain started really coming down, um, which could have potentially damaged our scene. So that's when I definitely started taking photographs. So I you, marked. I also marked evidence as well, so we wouldn't lose it. So, so with respect to
1: the the photographs, you took photos uh, when it was starting to rain. Yes. And. Um, Did that impact the the way that the scene appeared in the photos from when you first arrived there? Yes. And then you said that you also started
2: marking some evidence. Can you explain that process to the jury? So when I arrived, based off of how hectic the scene was, a lot of people in and out, maybe people didn't realize um, where there could potentially be crime scene evidence, being that I'm crime, crime scene minded. I got evidence markers um, and i threw them down actually over top of the evidence so we could preserve those so nobody could potentially um track evidence or track something into the scene or out of the scene um and then when it started raining what i did was i covered the, the cell phones all the electronic devices with plastic bags and i used our paint cans which we collect arson evidence in fire debris and i kind of dug them around different shell casings that were on the scene
1: is there a reason that you didn't just start processing and collecting the evidence when you saw it starting to rain yes we were waiting for a search warrant but i knew that i had to document the scene now i think you indicated this before but you also participated in collecting certain evidence from the scene yes can you explain what the general process is for a crime scene detective uh, as you're actually collecting evidence
2: so as we're collecting evidence we're obviously wearing uh we're wearing gloves we are working up with a mid-range and a close-up photograph. And as we do collect the evidence, we're, we're logging that on an evidence list um, with the date, the time, the item number, where the evidence is collected from. We're also putting that on to a um, evidence bag. When we collect it, it's gonna have the case number, the date, the time, um, a description of what the evidence is, and the initials of the officer that is collecting the evidence with a photograph. Now, you indicated that you were the primary
1: case detective for this investigation at the scene? Yes. Were there other detectives who were processing other areas of the property? Yes. Do you recall specifically what areas you process on the afternoon or evening of August 7th,
2: 2019? Yes, i processed the, the direct main area of the scene, uh, the inside of the house, and then up at the dressage, the barn, the clubhouse area, and the office.
0: Prosecutor Shellhorn then enters into evidence a series of photos of the shooting scene that will serve as a guide to the next section of his direct examination of Detective Bailey. Bailey explains that because it began raining during his crime scene investigation, he took several steps to identify and preserve a number of pieces of evidence. The first two specific items of evidence that the detective identifies in overall photos of the area of the shooting are the defendant's truck and a cargo container that was in the truck next, Shellhorn asked the detective about the process of collecting specific items of evidence.
1: After you took overall photos of uh, the entire area, did you begin to collect specific items of evidence? Yes. How do you determine what to
2: collect as evidence? Systematically process the scene and determine what is directly related to the scene that we have um, based off the circumstances and the facts that we gather from other detectives or, or, in this case, patrolmen on the scene. Where did you
1: uh, begin collecting the evidence at the scene that we just discussed? In the driveway. And I'm gonna show you a picture S209. What is S209 a picture of? Uh, Two cell phones. Where were those cell phones
2: located by you? Uh, The base of the umbrella on the back patio.
0: Shellhorn then has Bailey confirm that the cell phones in the photos are in fact the cell phones that he sees as evidence before him in court, and that those cell phones, along with other pieces of evidence in this trial, have also been turned over to other investigatory departments for processing and examination. Bailey also explains that a third cell phone was found on a patio table near the shooting scene. All three cell phones are entered into evidence. Shellhorn moves on to the next item.
1: After you collected those items, those electronic devices at the scene, did you collect any articles of clothing? Yes. Starting with the photo S-242,
2: what is S-242 a picture of overall? Uh, It's a mid-range of the area just before the steps of the rear of the residence to enter the residence.
1: And is the area that we're looking at in S-42 shown in some of those prior photos that you took of the backyard and the back of the house? It's in the overalls, yes. In particular, in this photo, S-242, did you collect any items of evidence that are depicted in S-242? Yes, a yellow sweatshirt and a red t-shirt. And those are those are shown in, the I guess, the left-hand side of the picture there? The left-hand side, yes. Are those items in the same position that they were, uh, at least at the time that you started processing the scene? Yes. Now, you indicated that when you got on scene, uh, individuals were receiving medical treatment? Yes. And who was receiving medical treatment in this area? Uh, Ms. Kenranak. And do you recall if uh, those are articles of clothing that uh, were there at the time she was receiving medical treatment? Yes. With respect to the clothing, what was the state of the clothing at the time that you collected it? Uh, it was absolutely saturated with water. And is there any process that you would typically go through if you were
2: collecting, for example, wet clothing? Yes, we would photograph it, collect it, Um, And then once we get it back to the crime lab, it would be placed into the drying chamber and uh, dried out. All
1: right, I'm going to direct your attention first to S-182. You have that in front of you? Yes. And uh, what do you recognize S-182 to be? Uh, It's the bag I collected, the red and black shirt. And does that bag appear to contain the same red and black shirt that's shown in S-242 the photo? Yes. Detective, you're holding up that red shirt. I see that there's a, a white piece of paper there. Yes. Can you, can you explain to the jury what the white piece of paper is?
2: The white piece of paper was used when we were processing the piece of evidence to determine if there was any defects uh, in the, the clothing. And did you do that the night of the shooting or at a later date? At a later date. And
1: after you do that, do you keep that white piece of paper there in, the, uh, in with the evidence? Yes, for any uh, potential trace evidence. Now you just held that up. Did you do anything during the course of collecting that uh, shirt to change the condition of the shirt? No. And if you couldn't hold it up again, judge, if I could ask that that be brought down to show to the jury members in the gallery.
0: Sure, go ahead. Can you describe the
2: condition of the shirt? It was very, very wet that day. It was cut from uh, emergency medical services and there are defects in the shirt. And when you say defects, what does that mean? Uh, when I say defects, a, a a bullet
1: defect. And I'm going to show you what's been marked as S349. What is S349 a picture of? Uh, it is a picture of two uh, bullet defects. And if you could uh, just identify for the jury where those
2: defects appear uh, specifically on the picture. There's a bullet defect uh, just below the white collar on like, the, the grayish, the dark part of the shirt and just to the right down a little ways is another bullet defect.
1: Now, I'm going to draw your attention to S-348. What is that a picture of?
2: Those are two exit bullet defects. All
1: right, Detective, you have S-183 in front of you. What do you recognize that to be? Bright yellow
2: sweatshirt in the bag that I collected it in.
1: And again, if I direct your attention to
2: the screen, S-343, what's that a picture of? That's a picture of both the red shirt and the yellow sweatshirt.
1: And is that the... Same condition that you located them in and photographed them in before you actually collected them as as evidence? Yes. Alright, I'll ask if you could open S-183. What is, uh, this is the front of the sweatshirt? That's the front of the sweatshirt. I'm showing
2: you what's been marked as S-351. What is that a picture of? It's a picture of the inside of the sweatshirt. Far right to the top of the screen is the front of the sweatshirt with a bullet defect. Then if you come down to the center of the screen, you have an exit defect in the, the back of the sweatshirt. And then to the left of the screen is another exit defect on uh, the back of the sweatshirt. And I, I see that there are uh, some sort of black objects in there. What are those? Uh, that That's just from the potential um, getting getting shots, sitting in the rain, sitting in the, the dirty water. Um, not I'm, ballistic related. I'm sorry. The The... Are they black plastic markers? Oh, yes, black Yes,
1: black plastic markers. And can you tell the jury, did you put those there? What's the significance of those? Yes, they're there to help point out where we see defects. And you're holding the, uh, the sweatshirt now. Yes. And you just hold that up. It's obviously a little bit harder to see in these pictures. Detective, I'm going to hold this for you and ask you if you can point out for the jury where those defects are.
2: So in the front of the sweatshirt, we have uh, a defect right here. An entrance defect. You're only going to see one. It is my opinion that the sweatshirt was actually open at the time that it was struck with a bullet. So you see the one right next to the. Judge, again, I objected in him uh, testifying with regards to the.
0: Uh, Stand when you object, Mr. Blankes, please. What's the nature of your objection?
2: I object
1: to him testifying with regards to uh, what he believes regarding where the sweatshirt was and so forth. Again, I don't think he's qualified to do that. He hasn't been
0: qualified but mr shellhorn he went through his training he hasn't been qualified as an expert to render an opinion no just so i agree i, I sustain the objection but ladies and gentlemen just disregard that last comment from the detective about what he believed happened
1: is it is this a, a a pullover sweatshirt or a zip
2: sweatshirt zip
1: up do you know if the victim was wearing this open or closed at the time of the shooting no Uh, If you could just go ahead and and point out that bullet defect again for the members of the jury on the front of the sweatshirt. Right by the patch right here. And then uh, show you um, again, we're looking at the S351 is a picture that's up on the screen. Can you point out for the jury where the bullet defects appear on the inside of the sweatshirt? The inside,
2: there's one here
1: and then right here. And you're indicating the two defects that would appear on the picture. The first from the left
0: and the second from the left? Yes. Shellhorn indicates that he has completed this section of his questions for Detective Bailey, and Judge Taylor agrees that this is an appropriate moment to conclude Bailey's testimony for the day. And so we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrisone. Join us on our next installment as we continue our examination of the testimony of state's witness, Detective Brian Bailey. Also, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Tarricone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrisone.